things. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Um, as you know, we've been kind of um, doing you know short little episodes after we've had a sermon preached, and we're doing a, a sermon se- series at our church at our youth called Walking In or the Walk. And every week we have like walking in love, walking uh, the separately from the world. And this week we did uh, walking in love, and it's by Eugene Takach. Um, he yeah. just shared actually, so we're just gonna do a little recap, diving in. I don't know if you want to say hi, Eugene. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Um, just so kind of diving right into it. Um, as you mentioned, one thing that really stood out to me, and I still think about it now and kind of mm. like I've been I was distracted with it the whole sermon mm. was um, the way we are able to forgive others is when we realize um, how much God has forgiven us I don't know what mm. passage that was from yeah so we well part of it was the Lord's Prayer that's where we take it like you have been forgiven much so therefore you could you could essentially pray Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like one thing that as Christians we always hear, they will know we are Christians by our love, you know. Yeah. And so I think um, for me personally in my life, that was one thing that was so hard for me because I feel like I was just born with such a hardened heart towards that, towards people. Mm-hmm. To you know, my first reaction always judgment is always yeah. like kind of hate, and and that's one thing I when um you know, I had to like, you know, go up to a pastor and, and pray about that is to, to give me the love of the father that when same way Jesus is moved by compassion, I want to be moved by compassion as well. Yeah. Um, so it was, what was that passage? Um, well, there were so many passages that yeah. I mentioned today because um, as I mentioned in the sermon, we've been going through James and James mentions that those who preach will be judged with greater strictness, mm-hmm. right? So I'm so nervous about that, and I'm like, wow, you know what? I'm going to jam-pack my sermons with God's Word because then yeah. it's like, it's not me, it's His Word, you know? Can't go against So that. you can't go wrong with that, yeah. But sometimes it's a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about 1 Corinthians 8 where it tells us that love builds up. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up and how important it is for our interactions with people to be building when we walk away after hanging out with someone do they feel like we are filled with that love that is building them up mm-hmm. or our interactions are just filled with gossiping about other people oh did you hear this did you hear what they posted did you hear what they're doing they're doing this and that and it's a huge test for us it's a it's a it's almost a gauge that tells us, hey, if your love does not build up, then maybe you have to check your heart. and Maybe mm-hmm. you're not where you're at spiritually, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that connects perfectly, I saw this today. Um, I don't know if you know Jonathan Pakluda. Uh, I do not know. He's a, he's a preacher from Texas, and... Um, he posted something that says, Revival begins when Christians stop talking about other people's sin and start confessing their own. Mm. And we just see that the, the Asbury revival that's going on right now. Yes, yes. And um, he posted that in, in, in light of that. And, and it's so, it connects so much to what you preach that, you know, as Christians, we were so quick to like 
forget how much God has forgiven us. You know, we walk so long with the, with the Lord, it seems yeah. like, oh, I've been living such a clean life for so many years that we forget that where we came from. And then we begin, like for me personally, it's like I walk down the street and I see, you know, maybe someone's ho- homeless, you know, high out of their mind or, or yeah. you know, asking for money for, for, to buy beer. I'm thinking, how in the world are they going to be ever going to be saved? How yeah. in the world is, and that's so wrong because that's us questioning the power of God, the mm-hmm. power of his love, the power of his salvation, the power of what he's done on the cross, the love that he showed on the cross yeah. is is able to forgive and able to heal every single sin that, that we, you know, see in everyday world, you know. Yeah, that is so true. Um, and, you know, as you mentioned, the, um, the story of... Uh, of who who was it that was with the um the woman in um, yeah the woman on Luke seven thirty six yeah that was she, forgiven much she washed the feet of Jesus mm. and um, the Pharisee said you know if you he said to Jesus you know or he thought that thought of if Jesus knew who she or if Jesus was actually Jesus right. then he would know that that woman is filthy that woman is full of dirty rags and she's a sinner how could he be letting her wash his feet you know yeah exactly and then he gave that example of um the the debtor who had two debtors one had 50 denarii one had 500 denarii Mm -hmm. and he said who will love him more yeah and it's the one that got forgiven 500 denarii you know um that's why i thought it was so important to kind of mention the fact that many of us that are born in church we have parents who were raised in church. We have maybe even grandparents who were raised in church. And therefore, for us, not having a crazy uh, testimony like, hey, I used to, you know, drink and smoke and I went partying mm-hmm. and I slept with many people. Uh, we don't have, many of us do not have this crazy testimony. Yeah. And for us, therefore, it's easy to judge when we see others who fall into that sin, we start becoming so judgmental saying, oh, she slept with, you know how many people? Oh, he slept with so many people. Oh, he's still smoking weed, like, and he shows up to church. What is he doing here? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and like, it, it just, it's like, it's like kind of mind-blowing to think about that we're, we're so, like Paul talks about it, how we're so quick to forget what Jesus has done for us. Yeah. And that's that's when we become like that that self righteousness that that pride that you did something to achieve this holiness that like oh look I'm better than this person yeah but um, as you mentioned that if you're guilty of one sin you're guilty of the rest yeah exactly. so you are just as dirty as that one person once was you know yeah exactly and um, I think you ended off with with the passage First Peter chapter one verse twenty two mm-hmm. since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, though the word of God, which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is grass and all glory of a man as if... Oh, I flip it over. Um... All the glory of man as the flowers of the grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. 
you want to touch up on that passage. Yeah, it kind of tied everything together at the end um, where judgment and gossip and how we, re- we need to realize how much we've been forgiven, it, call, it all kind of comes together. Like there's a reason why I decided to read it from um, a different translation uh, because sometimes I think even, I would say the younger generations when they read from King James Version, not to like bash on King James Version um, or anything like that, sometimes it's just harder for them to um, kind of wrap their mind around it, you mm-hmm. know? Even ESV, it's like when they hear it, there's like, what does that mean, corruptible seed and incorruptible seed? So knowing that verse 22, you were cleansed from your sins mm-hmm. when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply. So not superficially. Love each other deeply with all your heart. So recognizing how far we've come, it says we have been born again. Not to a life that will quickly end because he talks about our life that's here on earth. But no, your new life that will last forever because we know we're going to be eternal with God because it comes from the eternal. It says living word of God. And verse 24, as the scripture says, like you read, mm-hmm. grass, beauty, it all fades. The word of the Lord remains forever. So how, how do we as, as like you're born into a sin nature, you're born into a sinful world and the world teaches, you know, you get smacked, you smack the person back, you yeah. know? So how do like, where does that love come from that, that change where it's like you turn the other cheek and you say, mm-hmm. I love you. God bless you. I hope that, you know, you're able to be changed. You're yeah. able to be saved. And how do we get that love that, that God has into our own hearts? Mm. I think it, that's like a multi, multi-folded, I guess, answer, mm-hmm. multi-sprung, um, like multi-loaded question, I would yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many answers because for me, looking back in my life, and I briefly mentioned it in my sermon today, it's um, when I was faced with a difficult time in my life where I literally thought there is no way I'm going to get out of this. You know, it was between myself being in a, you know, a rock and a hard place, as they say, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, it was the answer to your question was like multifaceted. It was not just the fact that I spent time absorbing God's word and being among people. And you are supposed to be like a sponge. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to absorb all of that, knowing God's word, meditating on God's word, spending time with God's word so that when those difficult times come and you are squeezed, that sponge is squeezed, what is going to come out? Like, mm-hmm. is it going to, is the word of God going to come out? Is the things that you've experienced with God in your secret place going to come out? Did I surround myself with a community of other believers that when I fell into what for me felt like hell, they came around me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. They saw my hurt and Sometimes they didn't know what to say, you know, Mm -hmm. but just their presence alone and being with me when I was hurting, when I didn't know the light at the end of the tunnel even existed, 
they came around me. So the fact that I spent time in God's word and filling myself with God's word and surrounding myself with people that knew God, Mm -hmm. you know, in their own secret time. So I didn't expect to be, you know, hit with a tragic event like I was hit with, right? Right. I had no idea that was going to happen. That was an unplanned event, you know? For me, it was, and I mentioned it in my service, like I found out, you know, someone called me and told me that my wife at the time cheated on me, right? Mm. And how do you get that news? How do you, how do you even wrap your mind around that? Yeah. You don't, you don't marry someone with even a thought, you know, hey, Deacon's son, you know, he's going to get married and life is going to be good. Mm -hmm. You don't think about divorce. So you really do think that life is spiraling out of control and this is it. And there's no light at the end of the tunnel. So for me, what I was able to learn from that is, again, because I invested in God's word, when the time of that testing for me had to go through, if I didn't have God's word in me already at the time to prepare me for that, and I didn't have a good support group of Christians who are filled with the Holy Spirit that could give me good biblical advice, not just say, oh, forget it. Just yeah, go yeah. and, you know, it'll not. it's not always going to be like this. Some superficial advice, you know, Oh, forget her, just move on, you know, do your thing. Life is short. Advice that doesn't really do you much, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. But give you good, godly wisdom that's found in scriptures that can breathe like Proverbs, I believe. I'm not sure where it says. It says a word in season, right? Mm -hmm. How good is that word when you are able to have wisdom to give somebody else a word in season that will give life? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, just going off what you said in the world's eyes, it's you had every right to hate, hate, you know, and and be mad and be Mm -hmm. angry and to be filled with with hate towards that person. And the same way um, you look at the the story you mentioned about um, the woman and uh, the Pharisee. Was the Pharisee wrong that the woman was, un, uh, uh, you know, a slanderer and all, or whatever he said? Yeah. No, he was right that 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 woman um, was, you know, not a a you know good woman and in, in yeah, I guess she in, was adulterous, right? Yeah, adulterous. So why is it so important to have that discernment? Because it is right to say, oh, this person is, you know, did wrong against me. I I can hate. Why is it important to turn away and say, no, we must love these people. We must show them love. You know, why, why, why is it important as Christians to have that? I think, um, like to answer your question, it's some people I've seen that they were able to f- forcibly do what doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like when someone does you wrong, like you said, turn the other cheek, right? I've seen people turn the other cheek because they intellectually realized that was the thing that Christians do. Right. And there's a difference between knowing that that's the thing that Christians do and know the Christianese, know the lingo, versus knowing what God has done for you and truly experiencing His love. And you can't help but love. Yeah. You know, there's a huge difference. 
because we've seen both. Yeah. We've seen people like act the Christian way and play the part, and you can't really tell. Yeah, are they genuine? You know, it's difficult. You know, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we misjudge. But for me personally, it's it came to a point where I had the opportunity to go, you know, mm-hmm. and be a drunkard, right? At the time, I had the opportunity to go to drugs. And some people would say, hey, I'm justified. You know what? He's heartbroken. You know, he got betrayed by the most ruthless way that you can. You, right. you, you don't want to experience that, you know? So, oh, yeah, he went off and started drinking. He went off and started doing drugs. In the world's eyes, it would seem normal, right? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, go find um, another girl and just be with another girl. You know, you kind of come off the hinges and you you really are tested. Mm-hmm. Like the scripture says, did you build it on sand? When it was tested, what did you build your house on? Right. You know? And you don't know when that storm is going to mm-hmm. come. You have no idea. So when it came, I had the opportunity to go ahead and drink away my worries and do all sorts of drugs and go and find, you know, woman to be with. Because Satan is right there, you know. It says when you're even thinking about that, the way is provided for you. Mm-hmm. You know, the boat is there. You know, if right. you're thinking about sin, it's not uncommon for you to see Satan all of a sudden bring people into your life that will want take you, hey, I'm going to take you to a club, you know, get your worries away. Here, I brought you some booze to your house so you could drink and forget about her. Um, or here's some, here's some drugs. Or, hey, I know some girls that are interested in you. Like, they'll have a good time, you know? Mm-hmm. Satan is right there to right. almost kind of say in front of God, let me test him in this way, and let's see what his faith, you know, in parentheses, like, let's see what his faith is all made up of, if it was all talk or if it was genuine. Yeah, and, and it's like, as Christians, we go against the logical thoughts of everyone, like, oh, yeah, he, sh- he has every right to do so. And, and, yeah. and as you mentioned, it's like it's, it's the motives behind, you know, being forcibly, forcibly doing what's right or actually sincerely doing what's right. It, sincerely turning your cheek yeah. and forcibly, is, is a, there's a huge difference. It's your motives behind it. We know that we love because God first loved us, you know? Mm. And we, we're able to um, do the thing that's not logical and turn to Jesus and turn towards love because God showed us love first, you know? Yeah. And we're able to, like, do what's crazy in the world's eyes, but it's not our own strength it's jesus in our hearts first you know and it is crazy because my coworkers at the time knew what i was going through my boss mm-hmm. he knew what i was going through i told him we had a good relationship and even them to say this guy is crazy because there's no way that a normal person because i was at the, my old company for seven years mm-hmm. you know they knew me they knew me as a christian they called me Pastor Eugene, even though I was a pastor, to make fun, you know, you kind of, and it's, you know, it's a work environment, the camaraderie is there, so they knew where I fall into place, and I'm, you know, typical church goer, you know, whatever, so the jokes were there, but when 
push came to shove and they saw the way that I was going through it, right? And saw that it's not normal mm-hmm. for somebody to get betrayed in such a way and act not to not lash out, you know, to not lawyer up and take her for all she's got, you know, just right. bring down the house and kind of not, you know, turn the other cheek, so to speak. Um, and then on top of that, go and find other vices to kind of get you through it. Yeah. You know, so that was a testimony in and of itself to my coworkers. So God, um, I don't know the name of the song, but it says like he can make straight straight paths out of crooked sticks, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you are, you experience certain things that you did not plan for in your life. And God can still show you that there's life after divorce. Yeah, There's life after a loved one passes away. There's life after... Um, you come out of rehab or whatever sin and struggle that you have mm-hmm. experienced, there is life and the testimony follows suit. And I'm thankful that I did not um, become like a bitter person that now has trust issues and um, just is questioning God on every turn like, oh yeah, well, if God really loved me, Why did he let this happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, what did I do to deserve that, right? We kind of can fall into that category. So I'm thankful looking back that through God's word, through the help of my pastors and the Christian men and women that are around in my life, that support group, right? They're able to help me get through that season in my life so that I will be a testimony among my coworkers and other people mm-hmm. while I went through it, you know? Yeah. Um, thank you, Eugene. Yeah. The awesome story. Thank you for opening your heart. And yeah, no it was a blessed sermon. Thanks and um, it's, it's something that we all as Christians need mm-hmm. and important that they, people will know we are Christians by our love, that we turn our cheeks yes. when it's not the reasonable thing to do. So God bless you guys, all you guys who are listening. Walk in love and... We'll see you next time.